Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Welcome everybody to Win Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast. I'm your host, the professional handicap, and I know my voice sounds like Scooter from the Muppets. Yes, yes, it's true. I sound like Scooter. And on the other end, you will hear my co-host, who is the loudest guy in the room only when he's playing the drums with Neil Pert. Hopefully he'll come down from heaven and play with him. Please. Uh, please do, yes. The podcast is an sensation and quite possibly the sexiest voice over the internet, my friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? Hello, good sir. Hey, let me ask you a question. Yes, You're sir. You're a coffee lover. You're a coffee lover, correct? I have my coffee right here. Yes, sir. I've got mine, too. Okay. I, uh, what I like to do is run to the gas station before we record, grab a cup of coffee, real cheap. But, you know, they have some great uh, cappuccinos at these gas stations that I, I think people overlook them because they're a gas station. But they're actually really good. Right. And they're cheap. Yeah. Um, but this flavor that I have in particular today may interest you. Uh, that what I'm drinking right now is a Oreo white chocolate latte. Mm. And it's fantastic. That sounds delicious, man. And, you know, people that knock people uh, there. So you have like you have coffee drinkers that only drink like black coffee, no kind of creamer. And they think if you have to put creamer in it, then you're not really a coffee lover. I think that's false. Yeah, that is. I think you can enjoy coffee and coffee-flavored things um, all around. Uh, you don't have to be miserable. It's okay. No, right. Well, <laughs> funny, it's funny you should mention that because I, I had coffee with, uh, at the McDonald's, you know, the McCafe one. Yeah. And they do not. I, and I accidentally ordered cold brew, and which is the worst mistake ever I made um, because it tasted like just basic Playing coffee, you know, right. they have no creamer, no sugar. Well, usually I, I just take uh, no sugar, but a lot of co- creamer. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, it, it tastes so nasty how they throw it out, you know. So, and and you know, like th- there's a great debate with uh, Starbucks too. With you know, people people are knocking Starbucks because they have, they, have, they have all these flavored coffees, and they're like, these aren't for real coffee lovers. When I go to what? Starbucks, I just get a black cup of coffee, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you are wasting your money there. Why and, would you go to Starbucks and get just a black coffee? I just don't understand that. And you're wasting your taste buds because there's so many different kinds <laughs> of flavors, man. It's unbelievable. Yes. things can You can enjoy things that taste good. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, ha, hey, have you tried the, the iced coffee at, uh, at, at uh, like, Walmart? They, they, you know, they no, got I those little... Huh? I haven't tried that. I didn't even know Walmart had that. Okay, so... Since you have the the Oreo flavor, do not buy their Oreo flavor because it tastes like it tastes like bland too. I don't know what they do in theirs, yeah. but either get the mocha or get the vanilla one. It, they're terrific. Yeah, that sounds like it's right up my alley. Yes, sir, it is. It is perfect. 
So what did you do this past week? Oh, man. Um, had a busy week, uh, busy week at work. Uh, but, you know, the weekends are always nice. And uh, uh, my wife and I uh, visited some friends of ours that just had a baby. Nice. And, you know, it's good to see them. It's been a while. Um, and uh, got to see the baby and hold the baby for the first time. And she's precious. Uh, but, you know, me and Allie have been talking about getting into reading more. Yeah. And uh, Allie has been talking with my oldest sister, Greta, about doing like a little book club between the three of us. Okay, so, nice. Um, we'll see where that goes because I'm a horrible reader. Right. I read so slowly and I get distracted easy. And uh, so reading's never been my strong suit. You know? Right. Well, I, well, well, I would tell you a great book to read um, since you're this is a music podcast and mm-hmm. you're in the music. I mean, you should read Dave Mustaine's Heavy Metal Memoirs. Man, that Ooh. is so good. I don't read either, but that yep. book kept me entranced. You know, uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that he's been through. He talks about his time with Metallica, Megadeth, his life. Yeah, uh, as a child, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna read a book, it's usually been a music book. Right. You know, I read uh, Brian Welch uh, from Corn. I read okay. his book, his yeah. first book about you know when he got off drugs and he found Jesus and right. You know that was good. Yeah. That one, like I read it, you know, straight through, and it it you know same thing. Like I just couldn't put it down. Um, hey. I have the the book about the misfits. Okay. Um, this music leaves stains, but I never even cracked it. I've had it for years, and I've just never had time to read it. So oh man, man, man too. You being the biggest of this, I'm surprised that you haven't read that book. I know, you know, it's shocking. Yeah, you need now to read I've that. I've got to get it from my mom's house, so I can yeah. read it now. Hey, in the um, in the Brian Welch's book, did it say why he went back to corn after all these years that he no. found Jesus? No. So this was um, this was actually before he rejoined corn when he put this book out. Okay. So. Yeah, cause he I'm was always launching his solo career. Yeah, because I'm always, I'm always wondering why he went back, though. I mean, I mean, it's good for us, but I mean, yeah, you know. But well, but you I guess know, him he... and uh, him and Fieldy have a similar story. You know, Fieldy, okay. um, the basis for those of you who don't know who Fieldy is, Fieldy right. was, uh, he had a similar story where he got off drugs. He just never left corn, so he got off drugs and he got saved. Right, and you know, he decided to stay in corn. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that must have been inspiration for brian welch to go back right um and you know it's cool though because like the rest of the band doesn't share the same beliefs that they do but they're cool with it and that's always good you know that's always that's, good, a, that's a good example to set like yeah. it's all about the respect issue like we yeah. can have different beliefs just don't be a jerk about it <laughs> right exactly, exactly on either side yeah that's the, that's the way to be I right think. Yeah. but yeah so my week is was really uh um, good because I went back to David Buster's uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Cool, that was a good thing. Awesome. They're uh, really wiping down the machines, and we get, and we as staff have to wear masks and gloves. Mm-hmm. So it's very uh uh sanitary now, so everybody yeah. can feel safe to go back to work. Yeah, that's uh that's kind of the new norm for now, I guess. Yeah, until um, we get back to you know the regular norm, which I don't think it will ever be back to the regular norm, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't so, think it. I don't think it is either. I think we're always going to have this hanging over our heads. I hope not. But no, no, that's it's. Uh, you know, it, we were. So it's it's safe to say that my wife and myself are big Disney people. I mm. just I love Disney. I love oh, yeah. Disney movies. I love all the properties now that Disney owns with Marvel and Star Wars. You know, that's 
that's perfect. And, you know, I, I, we watch Disney Plus all the time. And uh, we're now annual pass holders for Disney World. And right. so we can go anytime that we want. But the funny part about that is we booked a trip or we started booking a trip for Disney World at the beginning of this year. And then, as you know, we've, we've got a house. We had to reschedule that. Um, then the world went to crap and everything shut down. And so we're now, you know, like we've been trying to like figure out, okay, when are they going to open back up? Are they even going to open back up this year? Is this something we need to postpone even further? But uh, they, you know, things, the parks are starting to open back up. And we're, uh, we were wondering this morning, we had a little scare that we could even, uh, that we would even be able to go this year. Like mm. we've been planning this trip for December. Right. Um, and, uh, like at being an annual pass holder, one of the perks of that is you automatically have a park hopper pass. So you can, you can spend the first part of your day in one park. And then if you decide you want to go to another one, you can do that. Oh, wow. Well, now with all this going on, they've got really strict guidelines. They won't let you do that right now. Yeah. So you have to reserve your, your days and which parts you're going. Right. And so they didn't make it available to do that until seven o'clock this morning. And I was like, of course it would be seven o'clock on a Monday. Of course. Right. So, right. Yeah. But I'm thankful for the fact that Allie is working from home. So she was able to kind of keep that off to the side while she's working. She can check this and keep, you know, like going back and forth and she'll work and she'll reload the page and make sure she can do it. And she's been at it since seven o'clock this morning. And uh, finally at around 1130, she was able to get onto the site, reserve the day. So, as it stands, we're going to Disney World later this year. It'll be fun. Right, so on, we'll, right we'll, on. We'll see. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's been hectic, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. I wonder. Well, well, I hear that they that they take each person's temperature right now to go in the park. Is that true, mm-hmm. or do you know? Okay. Yeah, so they're going to be taking te- uh, temperatures. Um, like I said, they're not doing the park hopper thing right, right now. I guess right. just in case you know yeah. to keep things as sanitary as possible. Right. Um, there's a possibility we will have to wear a mask while we're there. Yeah. It's not that big of a deal. I'll, I hate wearing a mask. I've only had to wear a mask twice since all this has gone on. And, right. uh, it's because I've been forced into it. And, uh, you know, I, and I don't knock people that wear masks right. constantly. I, yeah. I get it for me. It does. I just, I don't see the point of it, so I don't yeah. do it, yeah. but that's just me. Yeah. That's and, true. um, and if I have to wear one, so be it. I'm going to try my best to make sure I got a comfortable one because I, I do not like wearing them. They're very uncomfortable. Oh, and uh, yeah. to be on vacation and be forced to wear a mask the whole time would not be fun. But right. we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. It's all good. Well, I well, I should tell you that if you like the band Behemoth, if yeah. you go to their website right now and order anything over, I think it's $30, they'll send you a free mask with their logo nice. on it, which is awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I ordered me... Good. Wondered how long then I did not get the mask. So maybe I have to call call up somebody and uh you know yeah. have them resend it to me. But the, the mask is sure. awesome. Uh so yeah, I mean you could order part. like a slip that mask, Bohemian's mask, make you know, just make it fun for you, you know. Right. That's, like, and that's what I told Allie too. It was like, you know, if we if we do have to wear a mask, we can make it as fun as possible, right? We'll right. we'll look for masks that are decent looking look pretty neat comfortable um yeah. you know i can i can try to find a misfits mask if at all possible that would be cool well oh, i'm sure i'm sure jerry on. only yeah, i'm sure they're out there yeah i'm sure I'm jerry because sure uh because i hear that jerry only makes like all of her merchandise so i'm pretty sure yeah. he's he's thought about this and say hey you know i mean oh, yeah. you know why not right i know uh one yeah, more thing 
one more thing I gotta tell you before we start the show. Um, yeah. have you heard of the of these figures called pops? Uh, like the the Funko Pop thing. Yes, Funko Pops. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. I did just Pops is my go to word for now on. Um, no, no, no. but uh, they make musical um figure uh, Pops um that are uh very cool. Um, yeah, because I I don't know if you heard of this, this store called uh Scratch and Spin in Columbia, but I went there. About a week ago, and I saw these musical pop and I had to pick them up. I'm gonna send you uh, some pictures, so hopefully you did this mess up your outline. Um, no, no, you're good. Okay, so, so at the top one, you'll see the Iron Maiden and Eddie's, and for it, for anybody who doesn't know who Eddie is, Eddie is like their mascot for Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. So uh, they made four, four, four of four Eddie's, Sweet. and in this little package, it's one package of for all all of them. And they, yeah. and each of them glows in the dark. Oh, that's cool oh, for me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And at the bottom, you'll see one of my favorite bits of all time, Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. They made <laughs> you can't you you can't, you know, be uh tame and say the name Slayer that's without how, Yeah, that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. It's Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Guar. Guar. <laughs> right. You can't, you know, there's something about those two bands, yeah. you know. But the first one you see Tom Araya, which is the bassist uh, singer, yeah. and the second one is Carrie King. I love the Carrie King pop. Um, I mean, it's so detailed, you know. It looks just like him, right? So, uh, for those of you who follow my our our uh, YouTube channel, um, when words fail, music speaks YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, I will um, show off these amazing pops, and hopefully, there's more to come because. Because they're making Slipknot Pops, uh, they have uh, Megadeth Pops, I think. Yeah, Metallica yeah. ones. All kinds of Pops. You know, I've, got a, uh, I've got a Travis Barker Funko Pop that was given oh. to me um, for my birthday last year. I haven't had anywhere to put it. Maybe when I get the drum shed done, I'll have a place to display some things I've got like that. Yeah. Um, I, I They have Misfits ones, and <laughs> like they have got, you know, they've got the, the, the Crimson Ghost one, and Right, uh, I've seen that on online, but I haven't seen it like in person yet. So yeah, yeah, I'll have to keep an eye out for something like that. But right. I would love. I always told myself uh, if I ever started buying Funko Pops, mm-hmm. I would not be able to control myself. So I haven't. We'll see. Okay. Me. All right. So let me. <laughs> they've all been gifts. Let me tell you like a backstory. I mm-hmm. my my friend who I do the uh, who I direct his videos on uh, Popular Opinion. Uh, yeah. He has a YouTube mm-hmm. channel called Popular Opinion. A very cool guy. Yeah. So he is the one that actually got me somewhat into pops, you know, because I collected. Yeah. I had a lot of them that was stacking up, up against my wall, and my mom's like, yeah. "Bro, you know, you need to cut this out," you know. So, <laughs> so I so I was like, "Okay, well, you're right," you know, because it's they got too much, you know. So I sold some to my friend Cody, and uh, and just recently I picked up these two of uh, these three pops because. They're so bad, you know. They're so cool sure. looking, and I figured, you know, it could go with this channel and because of the musical pops. But I'm not going Absolutely. overload, you know. So I'm gonna, yeah, uh, in in sparing mode, I'm gonna buy these, you know, every once in a while, but not, you know, like I was doing. So, uh, it'll get very um overwhelming for you, maybe, you know. So I I <laughs> I, I, I I recommend you just click collecting one, like a musical yeah. pop instead of a, you know, I don't know. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's what I'm trying to tell myself because right. I have so many, 
uh, Star Wars and superheroes. Yes. And yes. I would love to get to get as many as possible, but it's just that's not good for me. Right. So I may keep it to music ones if I can uh, if I can come across some and just. Yeah. Put them up in the drum shed and be able to kind of showcase them there when I get that done. Right, um, and uh, and maybe you can record uh, your uh, favorite pops and sending me so I can put it on our absolutely. YouTube channel. Oh, absolutely, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, oh. for sure. So uh, this uh, episode finally after after sixty minutes of talking a banter, <laughs> a banter. Yes, uh, we will get to our uh, subject of the day. All right, so yep. let me do this introduction, and then we'll be right back. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Help us on. Help us on. one did you thoroughly enjoy oh man there's so many good ones it's hard to you know so many good ones on yeah. that i would say that uh my earliest memory of a one-hit wonder would have been uh tub something yes um but i would say that of my favorite of the ones you just played definitely afro man afro man uh, yeah that, that has high. to be okay so i have two number one hits that that that, that i just played i loved Loved Vanilla Ice. Yeah. It was like my go-to, you know, tape, cassette tape. For those yeah. of you who don't remember tapes, you know, they had cassette tapes that you put into the cassette player and, you know, slamming your CDs. But Vanilla right. Ice is my number one, and just under that, not much farther, was, would be Afro Man, because of the guy. Right. You know? For sure. So, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So, uh, you want to explain to everybody what a one hit wonder is? Because sometimes my people are confused about what it is. Yeah. So we heard we're here to clear up the uh the discussion <laughs> here. So exactly. Yeah. So a one hit wonder is an uh, is any entity that achieves mainstream popularity, often for only one piece of work, and becomes known among the general public solely for that momentary success. The term is most commonly used in regard to music performers with only one hit single that overshadows their other work. Sometimes artists dubbed one-hit wonders in a particular country uh, have had great success in other countries. Uh, music artists with subsequent popular albums and hit listings are typically not considered a one-hit wonder. One-hit wonders usually see their popularity decreasing after their, their hit listing and most often don't return uh, to hit listings other than uh, with other songs or albums. So they're in or out, you know, real quick. Had a, a, a gigantic song. It was everywhere, and then never heard from them again. Right, which is sad because you think that uh, if they can produce one hit, they can make more. Right, you know, which is which is sad to say for some of these bands because I wish they would release you know a, sure. a bigger hit now. But yeah. uh, first on the list is "Believe It or Not" by Joe Scarberry. Um, 
if you just heard the uh, the audio that I just played with the first song, it's called Believe It or Not, and it, like I said, it's by Joe Scarberry. So this was a this was a song, Wonder Wonder song, and the song came off the album called America's Greatest Heroes by Joey Scarberry, which uh, which uh is is kind of weird because it also was the uh, theme song to the song, to to the show Greatest American Hero, nice. uh, which came out in 1981 to 1983. So. Uh, it says here the series chronicles Ralph's adventures, which is played by Ralph, which is played by William Cat. Um, after a group of aliens give him a red and black suit that grants him superhuman abilities. Yeah. Unfortunately for Ralph, who hates wearing the suit, he is immediately in, uh loses the its instruction booklet, and thus has to learn how to use the powers on its own. I've ne- I've I, I've I've never seen the show. I should, yeah, because I've heard the song on many many uh, TV shows, including Forty Year Old Version, and <laughs> it was on Seinfeld for just a split second. Because if you remember the the episode where George makes a, makes a, makes his um uh machine um his his answering machine, um he plays uh. Um, a uh, a kind of a, like a spinoff with the same a uh, tune. Yeah, I, I have it right here. Um, let me. Awesome. Believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. <laughs> So that's great. <laughs> that has the same kind of um, uh, melody to it, but you just changes the words, and I guess it could get you. And I guess it got away with that because um, it's not the same. It's not exactly the same song, you know. And you know, I remember uh, every time I hear that song, I immediately think of Family Guy. There's an episode, and okay. I can't remember the you know the the premise of the episode, but you know, Peter is. I believe he's roller skating, if I remember that correctly. Right. And he's singing that song. And I just, I, every time I hear that song, that's the first thing I think of. So <laughs> Peter right. Griffin exactly. roller skating around. Exactly. But hey, man, it works. You know, like some of these one hit wonders, they, they, they achieve this mainstream success with their one hit. And sometimes they don't even, they don't even need to do anything else. You know, right. you can, I mean, you can still book gigs and go do shows and, right. you know, you save your one hit for the last one. That's what people are going to stick around for. They want to hear it live. So. Right. Yeah. yeah. One song is basically, basically all you need because, um, I don't know if I have him on here, but, uh, um, who sings baby got back. I, I don't, maybe, uh, so it's a lot. Yeah. So yes. I've, I've read a, uh, a, um, uh, an interview saying that he still gets paid for that song even today. Sure. He gets paid like Absolutely. a lot of money for the because that song is so um a prominent in in the in the uh, media. Yeah, and I'm surprised he hasn't got gotten you know canceled you know quote unquote. <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. So, who knows you know. Yeah. Yeah. You want me to take this next one here? Yes, sir. Cool. Uh, I love this song <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah. So very much. It's a great song. 
uh, Teenage Dirtbag by Weedus. Um, this song came off the, al- the self-titled album, Weedus, which was their, their first album, you know, so right, right out the bat, they got this song. Never uh, to be heard from again. <laughs> yeah, and, bl- and blew up and then never did. Right. I mean, they released more albums, but just nothing ever could top the success of Teenage Dirtbag. It's catchy. Uh, it fit in for that time you listen to it and you can tell that it was released in 2000. Right. Um, but it was, uh, it's just, it's so catchy. It's so good. Um, now there's some controversy behind it because, you know, the song is about this kid getting, you know, uh, he's, he's got a crush on a girl, but she's got a boyfriend and the boyfriend's a douchebag, you know, and, uh, there's a part, there's a part in the song where he says, uh, uh, something about the boyfriend, bringing a gun to school so that's been a big thing and they've taken it all you know they, they like you can't find a version now that features that line okay they've had to edit it but you know have you ever seen the sabrina um the the chilling adventures of sabrina on netflix yes so there's i believe it's the, the newest season um there's a part where some of the the cast has like a a band uh and uh, there's this little cover band, garage band, or whatever, and they're playing Teenage Dirtbag, and it's oh, no. really good. Yeah, and um, and it's and they featured it on the soundtrack, but you know, instead of editing that that line, they just took it out altogether, so the verse does not flow <laughs> very oh, well no. together. Yeah. But uh, it's wow. still a great song. Yeah. I absolutely love that song. So it good. Is. I have vaguely heard of Weedus back in the day. I just couldn't remember if I when I heard about them. Um, they didn't really resonate to me in my um, vastly of of my uh, music catalog, but uh, but I respect yeah. them because I mean, they they made a, like a good song that that was a number one hit, you know. Right, right, um, and you know they're all like kind of dorky guys, right? And, yeah. You know, I think it worked for them because Weezer was this was around the time that Weezer was already big, and that was kind of in back right. then, you know, like yeah. these these dorky rock band so yeah. i think they probably they, they kind of rode the coattails of weezer yeah i'd imagine they have which, similar names they're kind of dorky too yeah, which weezer is still making badass records to this oh day. yes absolutely especially and we saw them live and it's so good yeah man. especially their uh their their most recent one um well i think they're coming out with, with, with another album pretty soon but the one i'm talking about is uh, strictly cover songs you know yeah, yeah. I think it's like the, the teal cover or something. The teal, yeah, the yeah. teal album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so amazing. good, man. That's but amazing. but we just, you know, I think they they took the success of Weezer and kind of formed their own thing. And right, I mean, just never could could quite reach that level. I don't know if the world right. was ready for a second Weezer. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. And yeah, they kind of wonder did it once. But. I, I wonder if they're like, well, if Weezer could do it, so could me, and we'll just you know take take. What they did and make it right. better, and they thought they made it better when they actually, you know, it didn't really happen for them at that time. So. And that's that's a trend you see with every genre for every decade. There's you 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 see what's popular and what works, <laughs> and you try to duplicate it. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, in this case, it worked for them once, <laughs> right? And exactly. uh, and you know, but I'm sure they're still collecting a nice royalty check. Oh off yes, of teenage yeah. dirt bags. So. Right, especially from that. From that show that you mentioned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, the next one is OMC How Bizarre. Yeah. Uh, 
on the speech from stand for Oterra Millionaires Club, which I did not know. Um, it was formed in New Zealand um, with vocalist Holly Romana. Um, he became the sole member of OMC, and uh, he has OMC is best known for his in 1996, uh, um, how bizarre. Yeah, and I reference the song almost daily. <laughs> really? <laughs> how just, bizarre, just because man. something will happen. Yeah, yeah right. something will come up, and I'm just like, how bizarre. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, but uh, I don't know if you heard the little um, radio jingle, but it, but it's like a car commercial or something. And oh, they, really? And they uh, take, took that song and did what George Costanza did and just changed the lyrics. <laughs> To their car car company or something. it's it, it's it's oh, loud. Cool. I'll have to find the brand and send it to you. Yeah, for sure. But, That's um, funny. Yeah, this wasn't one of my favorite songs of all time because it, it just didn't speak to me like teenage dirtbag. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This was okay. So, uh, OMC came up with one album and one album alone because wow. this was their hit, and after that they couldn't be, you know make a make another. Or I don't know what happened. Um. You know, some bands are just after one hit, they 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 break up because of uh, various reasons. Right. And so, um, I'm reading on Wikipedia that that the vocalist is a soul member now. So maybe something happens between him and his whole band or something. Could be. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah, but that that was a classic 90, 1996 hit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, sometimes I think what happens is these bands will make will have their their big hit and that's the one that people want to hear when you go see them live they don't know your other original songs they want to hear the one that was so big and you know that you hear the story that the the, the the band gets sick and tired of playing the song and they're like right. we have other songs like yeah but no one wants to hear those they want to hear the song so yeah. play it you know, I, and then they end up breaking up yeah it's funny because these bands are smart because when you when you go see them live they know that that's the one song that they that you came in just and they yeah. play it at their last their, yeah. as their last song. So these guys are really, really smart. Um, yeah, you've got you've got to you've got to save the best song and the one that you know everybody's there to listen to. Right. Save it for the very end. Right. And yeah. it's funny that you said uh, bands like like the One Hit Wonder bands um get sick of, so sick and tired of playing their songs. Yeah. Um, I was watching a YouTube video and uh, the band I called um. Oh, what's that band called? Um, I'm trying to think of the song. It's a uh, creep. Um, Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. Radio. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the lead singer from Radiohead. I I forget the name. Um, yeah. But uh, he said that that every time he goes out and and plays, and uh, now he asks his opening the the opening band to play creep because he does not want to play that song oh, ever again. Do it. Yeah. Smart, it, it is smart. That's smart. Yeah. You know? Because um, smart. well. Well, uh, Radiohead is in the one hit wonder, so they have so many songs that they can that they can do, and and I think the fact that that um, uh, having the opener band play the most popular hit that they have, uh, gets gets them gets the crowd excited for them to actually see Radiohead, you know? Sure. Because it's their song. So, yeah. Smart dude. Smart dude. That is smart. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes what I've noticed <clears throat> is you go see a band live and. Nine times out of ten, if they're the headlining band, so they're the last ones to play, they're going to play the very the biggest song as the last song. And sometimes they don't even close out with that hit because they know you're going. They're going to have an encore. 
So right. they go off stage. People are like, one more song. Right. And, you know, so like, yeah. in, I guess in their case, if they're tired of playing it and they didn't have to play it that night and there is no encore. They don't have to worry about it. They didn't have to mess with it. You know, and then it's like, okay, we'll go out here. We'll play this last song and, you know, finish out. But it's a, I I don't know. I I don't, I'm not a professional musician myself, so I can't say that I know how that goes. But I'd imagine it's something along those lines. Yeah. Well, I'm having a strong, strong bit of a feeling that you are a professional musician. I wish. Andy Credit, man. I wish I was a professional. I wish I was making money for playing drums. You got to build up that self-esteem, brother. Yeah, yeah. I would love to trust me, dude. I'd love to. Oh yeah, I'd love to quit yeah. my job. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Quit my job and play music for a living. Yeah, maybe one day. Maybe you can. But you know, maybe we can day. get something going for you. You know, we'll see. Afro man, um, you want to explain the next yeah, one? Yeah, I'll take Afro man. Yeah, uh, because I got high. You heard mm. that in the intro, uh, uh, put out by the by Afro man. Um, off of the album The Good Times, which was actually his third album. So he was kind of, he was already on the scene, I guess, uh, more underground. Um, you yeah. tend to see that more with hip hop. Right. Uh, I mean, goodness, look at look at some of the most uh, successful rappers that we have these days. And uh, you go back and see that they had two or three albums before they ever got popular. Right. Um, Eminem had all kinds of stuff that came out, underground stuff. He had a whole album before um, uh, My Name Is got big. And right. uh, and then 50 Cent had a lot of stuff that was already out. There's there's all these rappers that had like very minor success. But sometimes it takes a few albums to get that big hit. That was the case with Afro Man. He, you know, not until the third album came along. Right. And uh, man, <clears throat> this just the stoner anthem. Yes. <laughs> And it is because he because he mentioned in his in his song, I you know I didn't want to clean my room because I got high you know and when, right. you, when you're high <laughs> you don't want to do, do, do nothing but eat and sleep you know. But um, yeah, man, I mean it's it's I didn't realize the song was that old. Uh, yeah, two thousand one. Two thousand. But uh, yeah, he's so Afro Man's been around for a while, and this song has been featured in a lot of movies, a lot yeah. of shows that I've seen. Um, I've even seen this song referenced in a uh, a church service. <laughs> what? You got to <laughs> so explain this. A, so I went to a, uh, I used to go to like this uh, uh, little like revival thing, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I used to go to with old church and, you know, we'd go over to Tennessee and they it was this big deal. And they had all these like really popular bands come out and play popular Christian bands and uh popular worship bands and um but they always had like celebrity pastors come out there and preach for these things and one of them had a he had a a music like tie-in with his sermon for all these like popular songs that wasn't christian music you know it was secular i guess as you'd say but um yeah he he referenced because i got high so he had like these two stoner dudes like sitting out front smoking weed and you know trying to discourage the youth from smoking weed right (laughs) but that's the song that was playing and i was just like Mm. oh man afro man this is this is great (laughs) but uh um looking on wikipedia i noticed that it did not um debut on his um third album which is my bad which is my bad because i said the wrong information uh actually he has an album called because i got high 
which was his uh, second second album, which was released in 2000. And it was the first song on Because I Got High album. The one that we know and fell in love with was, was of course, on Good Good Times album. And it was the first song, and and the the one on on the Good Times was the radio edit. Gotcha. So that, so that was the, the one more, that blew up. That was the more popular one because I think it gotcha. it is shorter. The uh, the one on uh, the second album is five minutes, and this song is on the Good Times. It's three minutes and twenty seconds. So yeah, there you have it. There you go. So, yeah. So cool. cool. Uh, Vanilla Ice, man. Yes. I tell you what, and this dude was the cat meow back in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you couldn't go anywhere without hearing about Vanilla Ice, right? Um, I don't know if you know this right now, but uh, his name is real, real name is Rob Winkle, yeah. and he has a a series on TV. I forget which which uh, channel it is. But he goes around and fix, huh? I think it's HGTV. Yes, he does, like home renovations. Yes, but exactly. He goes around yeah. and buys buys um houses. Build, make them better, and then resell them. So he's a flipper, right? Right. right. Yep. But back in 1990, he released a song called uh, album called "To the Extreme," which is the second album. Mm-hmm. Um, and he and on that album was "Ice Ice Baby." Um, if you remember back back in the day, uh, Jim Carrey made a a kind of parody <laughs> to the song yeah. with a uh, SNL Saturday Night Live. Yes. And my uncle. Oh, yeah. My uncle Mark, man, he loved it. He couldn't stop referencing it, you know. That's um, right. Uh, because this song was was that uh, popular, and uh, and te- and Teenage Mutant Turtles two, I think, is the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. He did. He did the Ninja Rap. Go Ninja! Go Ninja! Go! Go, go Ninja! Yeah, dude, that yep. was my that was my jam back day, you know. Definitely. But, um, I just discovered about a few years ago that he released a hold on let me see go to his discography here um he released a album called hard to swallow which released in 1998 so on that album he he released a song called too cold and that is the heavy metal version of this song (laughs) it is fantastic man you should you should really oh okay so you heard of it I have. Nice. So this was during the time that corn was starting to get really big. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of new metal groups that were blowing up, and he kind of took that as an influence and said, you know, I'm going to rewrite Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Why not? And uh, so he's got himself um, a hit in uh, both genres for the same song. Essentially. Right. Um... <laughs> A true musical pioneer. Yes, you yes. Will. And I'm looking up <laughs> something, but I, but uh, um, if anybody can tell me his uh, his last name, it'd be great. But um, I heard that um before Slipknot got got started, a guitarist by the name of Josh something. Correct me, uh, the one word spell nation out there. Um, yeah. Uh, give me his last name. But uh, Josh did the gu- guitars for Vanilla Ice on that song. Which is a really? fun, which is a fun fact. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so he, uh, Josh left the band Slipknot before they got, you know, before they released their their first um album called Iowa, which really, really blew up. Um, 
Um, that is but it's, interesting. But it's awesome to see even though I was working with other people, you know. Right. Especially, and uh, especially in original guitars from the band Slipknot, which is unbelievable, you know. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Yeah. How about the next one? Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> the, the, we just went from uh, stoner anthem to white boy rapper anthem. <laughs> that's right. Um, this is going to be the boxing anthem <laughs> of the century. Yeah. Uh, Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Oh my and God. This is... You know exactly what's, you already, you already know what's going to happen just with that. Dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it, dig it. You already right. know. Like it doesn't take anything. You know exactly what's about to happen. Exactly what's coming. Everyone, yeah. Everyone stops what they're doing and they punch, 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 <laughs> yeah. punch. Shadow boxing. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this came off of their third album. Appropriately tired, uh, title entitled I the Tiger. Obviously, though, what made this song so big is the fact that it was featured in Rocky, um, and uh, was just the motivation and inspiration for everyone to just go hang up like a, a dead animal in a, in a meat locker and just punch the crap out of it, right? And yeah, <laughs> that song is so classic, man. Came yeah, out, both for sure. Came out at sure. 82, so that's that's the pinnacle of like. Uh, like um anthem rock songs, right? You know? Exactly. There was a lot of a lot of that, a lot of one hit wonders from that time. Yeah, and and are featured at like you said anthem rock. So it's it's and it's featured at every sporting event, every type of competition right. um, that you can think of, and uh, even down to spelling bees. You know, like <laughs> there's no there's no shortage for what the song can be used for. It's very inspiring, um, and. Uh, it's sad that Survivor was never able to uh, make any more songs that they felt that people thought were uh, relevant. But right. um, you know, sometimes you just don't need it. Like we said earlier, like they can they can make a hit off of one song and just, and you just find ride that. Whole, yeah. yeah, they've been riding off that song since '82. I think they're doing okay. I've heard sure. I've heard rumors that um that Rocky that uh, Rocky that um. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's brother was in the band, but I can't find out if that's true or not. Oh, you know, wow. That'd Frank, be interesting. Frank Stallone. Yeah, of course, he's oh. Sylvester Stallone's brother, but uh, that might be a rumor because I'm I'm, 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 I'm looking at the facts right here and I don't see his name on her. Got nothing on that. No. Huh? So no, maybe, that's cool. That's cool, though. That'd be, that'd be interesting. Oh, that's a good rumor. I mean, you know, just yeah. to start up, you know, I mean, because if you're the brother of Sylvester, man, you can, you know. Make that on Yeah, you got it made. Yeah, so. Right. Trouble Wamba. I know you know all about the song. Because that's one of your favorite songs. So uh, if uh, you want to take this one, you, you absolutely yeah, I can, can. I can take this yeah, one too. Yeah. yeah. Sub something. Um, I don't know what that word means. But. I, I, I'm i confused <laughs> about it too. So let me look it up while, while yeah. you're telling the good people about it out there. So Sub something. Most of you won't know it by that name. You will only know it as something like I got not I get knocked down right. like that's just you know but uh it's, it's uh, put out by the band Chumbawamba um also a word that I don't have any clue what it means uh right. the song came off of their their album their eighth album it took eight albums for them to get a hit but mm. sure but they uh, did it they, they did it finally yeah. you know it's kind of like kind of like when Abraham Lincoln ran for president and like he kept, 
he kept failing and failing and failing. But he kept trying. He finally made it, such as the story of Chumbawamba and their number one hit, right. Tub Thumping. Came yeah. off the album Tub Thumper. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, this is a great piece of 90s nostalgia. If you think about 90s music and, you know, if someone if someone asked you, name me five songs that came from the 90s, this one has to be in your top five. It just it just was everywhere in 97. Um, I still hear it to this day, casually strolling, you know, through different radio stations. It's going to pop on somewhere. Right. And uh, it's very catchy. And uh, people like myself and Travis, you know, Travis. Yeah. Um, we typically take songs like this and redo the words to them. And this has happened several occasions nice. with this song. So sure. I found out the meaning of the word tub thumping. You ready for this? Yeah. So Wikipedia did not have it, which I'm sadly disappointed with them. Yeah. So I looked up our old buddy from Google and this is what it means. Okay. It's uh, an adjective word, which means expressing opinions in a loud and violent or dramatic manner. Interesting. It's also a noun, meaning the expression of opinions in a loud or dramatic way. Yeah. That's, that's very confusing because it does not. Mm, I don't know. I don't know if they got. I don't know if they knew what the word means or whatever, but I don't know. Because it seems like they released. They they repeated their themselves too many times in that in that song. You know, uh, I get knocked down, I get up again. You know, you're never going to get me down. You know. Yeah. Right. It's like too many of that, too, too many repeating. So I'm not sure if they're expressing their opinions on something or. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty weird. Yeah. The neck. My Sharona. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this was a. a um, yeah, kind of a big. Big anthem way back in the day. Um, yeah. It was released by Nanak, like I said earlier. And it was released on their song, uh, the album Get the Neck, which is from their first album. Once again, this is a uh, one hit wonder. They they made one hit on their first album and then um, they were um, uh, not making any more hits after the fact. Huh. Um, I've seen, I've heard this this album played on on like my on like too many um stuff to even I can't remember if I saw it on TV or a, or a movie, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it on both. Um, yeah, it's just a classic anthem, you know, that no one can ever take away from them, you know. Well, you know, so we talked about Teenage Dirtbag being on um on the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yes. Show. Yes. My Sharona is also on that show. Really? Okay. Uh, oddly enough, same yeah, that, same thing. Like the 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 band is just kind of practicing in the garage, and this is where the songs are playing. Right. So. Yeah. Mm. Along with Hey Mickey, that's another. Hey Mickey. Yeah, yeah. That's another. That's another one hit wonder. That's another one that we didn't include, yeah. but uh, th- but this yeah. is gonna be our first episode, first episode of this one hit wonder series. So we right. got a lot more one hit wonder songs to cover. Um, sure. But yeah. Absolutely. Um. My Shrona was very popular back in 1979, and they never really got their, they were never, they never really got the neck back. Yeah. You like that pun? That's good. That's, that's very punny, right? <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, see what you did there, right? That's good, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, the bungles. You want to take this one? 
Yeah. Um, so Video Killed the Radio Star. Also a great uh, classic 80s. When I think of 80s songs, this one's always in my mind. Right. Um, it was, you know, by the by the Buggles. Uh, the song came off their first album, The Age of Plastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that may be a dig at... Well, I don't know how much of a dig it would be because this is around the time that MTV was launching. Um, and, in fact, this was the first music video played on MTV was this song. Um, really? I thought, so, I thought it was, yeah, um, so. I thought it was something oh, else. No. It was, uh, it was, uh, Dire Straits. Wasn't yes, it? yes, it was. Dire yeah. Straits, yeah. never mind. Oh, so, so this might be the, like, the second one. Right, right. Yeah. So this was, yeah, but this was around that time. Video killed the radio star. That may have been a dig at something like MTV. Right. Um, and, uh, at the age of plastic, you know, that may be another dig at, you know, what's, what was going on with the music scene at that time. Right. Um, authenticity kind of going out the window for a short period there, and uh, everything did seem to be like it was plastic. That was only in 1980, though. They still had a long way to go before things started getting genuine again. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think this song is you know part of that quintessential uh, 80s uh, time period. And I didn't grow up in the 80s, so I I can't say for certain. But when I think of 80s music, this song always pops in my head. Right. And I have um, two, I have two facts on Wikipedia. I'm not sure how true how true this is because it's on the internet. So right. Um, it says initially formerly known as the Bugs, the name cool. of the Buggles was meant as a pun on the Beatles. Ah. Uh, so I guess they were trying to be the Beatles, but not really, you know. Yeah. So, that's interesting. That's one fact. That's cool. The second fact I know is uh. I don't know if you know who the president is of the United States of America. Of America oh, or, yes, I do. Yes, but I they do. did a fantastic cover. Interesting. Um, I'll yeah. have to look that up. I didn't yeah. know that. So that You're was a, a that was I I think that I think they, they that that the Muggles got some research after that after the presidents yeah. did uh, did their cover. I yeah. can't be wrong. That's but, a great band, you know, man. Yeah, that's a is. great band. Yeah. So, uh, who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs <laughs> By the Bahamian. Who, who, who? Yeah, Bahamian <laughs> released their album, Who Let the Dog Let, in 2000, which is their ninth one. So, nine wow. times over, they finally re- yeah. released their monster, Who Let the Dog Let. Uh, yeah, man, they had been around for forever. Yes, they have. They have like 20, they're like Wu-Tang Clan. There's like yeah. 20 people in the Bahamian. Right. <laughs> they're kind of like, um, they're kind of like a, like a, like a, uh, Bigger NWA, you know. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. Which is which is fine. I I ordered me a me an album of NWA, and uh, I know it's it'll come in pretty soon. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, wow, man. The only the only uh movie movie I can reference is um, um, The Men in Black Two. I think when the dog was listening to. The the who let the dogs out and barked when when whenever they say who 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 yeah um whenever um Will Smith uh, talked to that one guy on the uh, side of the street um but uh when you went to parties and and uh hell literally everywhere you can yeah hear not hear the song yeah this song is that good um and tons of soundtracks yes yes um. 
I remember in particular the Rugrats movie soundtrack having this song on it. Right. Um, but you know, like they get classified as a one hit wonder, but I remember another song that the Baja men had. Um, and it was called move it like this. Uh, it was off the album that was after who let the dogs out. Right. And I remember that being in another movie and I cannot think of what the movie is, but, uh, but yeah, they, so I think they might have actually had two hits on their hands. But mm. same same thing. You know, their first album came out like '92, right? And they're still around. They're still making music. And really? It's like you know, you think it was only like three three dudes that was in that band. Yeah. Because that were the ones. They were the ones that were always in the music videos. Yeah. There is like twenty. I'm not kidding you. There's like <laughs> twenty people that is in the Baja Men. It is crazy. Mm. Well. I didn't. Then I gotta go back and, and do some uh, listening, cause dude, check it out. Yeah, and that's a good song. Move it like this is a great one, but I cannot for the life of me think of what movie that was in. But um, but yeah, uh, it's it's good. Like Baja Men were awesome. And you said it was uh, the on the uh, album after. Was that, that was yeah, it was it was the album. Yeah, so the album was also called Move It Like This. Right. Um, and it came out. After it was the follow up to Who Let the Dogs Out. So yeah, yeah, whatever whatever Nickelodeon movie was big at that time, that's that's what I remember it being right. featured on. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it says that they repeat that this song was featured on Big Fat Liar. Um, oh, that's what it was. Big Fat okay. Liar. Okay, okay, so that's, that's the movie. That's the movie. Okay, yep. nice. Good. Yep, I remember that now. The, um um on this this movie was um featured on yeah Paul Giamatti right yeah yeah and um uh I mean the Bryant oh, and crap. Frankie Muniz yeah. yeah Frankie Muniz I couldn't say Malcolm in the Middle kid right yeah, yeah. yeah. great great song oh. yeah it was sure. also featured on the uh, Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball video game so, ah cool yeah. <laughs> So uh, I touched myself, not literally right now, but you know, <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> the the vinyls. Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. So this song came out in '91. Uh, um, yeah. Man, the nineties put out some jams. I'm telling you what, man, that For was real? like one of the greatest, uh, you know, generations of um, my time, really. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, this song came out off the album called The Vinyls. Uh, it was the fourth album. And it was on various movies whenever there was kind of a, you know, touchy yeah. scene in there. Um, especially some com- some some comedy movies. Uh, mm-hmm. They really went wild with this song. Um, I know of this song. I've heard it quite a few times, but it it never really stood out like, like a, you know, the Vanilla Isis, the Mashrona, or even yeah. I, the Tiger. It wasn't that prolific, but it was... A fantastic song, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So I don't know what, what what your experience with the song is, but uh, I I um, remember that one. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah. I, I wasn't. <clears throat> I uh, I've heard that one in a lot of reference in a lot of TV shows and things as well, and I think that's that's part of the success for a lot of these one hit wonders. Is you're not as hesitant when someone says i'd like to feature this song in my movie oh yeah yeah do it yeah that's royalties man that's like yeah i will gladly collect a paycheck for y'all using my song and that gets some notoriety you know exactly make it more exactly stand out better and more popular sure that's that's good for them because you know um 
Yeah, this was a fantastic song, like I said. I just I can't elaborate on it because I don't know very much on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So how about yeah. you do our very, very last one of sure, the show? Sure, absolutely. Um, so, Feel My Sunshine uh, by Lynn came out in 1999. Oh, man, that's a great one. Uh, it came off the album Feel My Sunshine. Feel My Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and the... Uh, the, the, it's led by a brother and sister, um, Mark uh, Costanzo and Sharon Costanzo. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that the song is actually sampled from another really popular um, one hit wonder? No. Yeah. So the song is sampled, uh, samples more, more, more by Andrea True, uh, an old like 70s disco song. Mm-hmm. And it's uh it's good, man. It, it, if you go back and listen to that, um, you can hear the I like to call it the submarine sound right. effect. It sounds like, you know, like the little radar thing that submarines are reading or whatever, yeah. the little like pinging noise or whatever. Right. So that's kinda where they that's where they sampled it from was from that song More 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 by Andrea True and uh classic disco, you know, seventies hit and uh kind of blew up again with Steal My Sunshine. Right. And um man, that's just a it's a good feel good song. It's a good summertime jam and uh reminds me of a really good time back in like the late nineties when I was a kid and I remember hearing that song everywhere. Yeah. Um and uh the music video was really memorable because they're like riding around on scooters and I was just Yes, was I was gonna just mention that too because right. uh, yeah, the video is very relaxing because like you yeah. said a good summertime song. They they're outside, yeah. Uh, yeah. having a good that's old time, good and that's yeah, that's that's it, man. You just gotta have a good mm-hmm. time with life, you know. Sure, so, absolutely. Man. Yeah, uh, some we covered some great songs today. We did There's a lot of really really great ones. We did, and like I said, this is just part one of many in the future to come. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of one hit wonders out there. We need to get through half of them. Well, I I, well, I don't think we can get through half of them because there's a plethora of them out there. But even though these all these artists made one hit wonders, um, you can't deny that they have the they had impact on the music industry. Absolutely. And for some people, they uh, resonated with with millions of people around the world. So, sure. So since they uh, since they didn't do any other songs other than these. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's part of music history that, that you can't n- deny. Yeah. So yeah. No um, so uh, thank you all for um, listening to our fifteenth episode. Woo. Uh, yeah, it's been a been a ride, you know. Yeah, we're cruising right along, man. Cruising. Yeah. So. Go. Uh, be sure to go follow us on all of our social media. Uh, we're on Instagram and that's at When Words Fail Music Speaks Pod. Uh, we're on Facebook. Go check us out and like our page. It's uh, at WWFMS Podcast. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to send us an email with um, some comments or ideas for future episodes, you can send that to WhenWordsFailPodcast at gmail.com. Um, our website is up and running. Uh, correct? Correct. WhenWordsFailMusicSpeaks.com. Go check it out. You can see more about us. Um, you can go check out our older episodes on the website. Excuse me. Links to social media and everything. Um, you can follow me personally. I'm on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Blake underscore Mosley. 
And um, while you're at it, if you can go check out my other podcast uh, that I do with my brother-in-law, it's called Not Religious. We're available wherever you find your podcast. James, where can these good people find you on the social media? So you can find me at Facebook at Facebook.com slash James Andrew Cox 1. Instagram at Instagram.com James Andrew Cox 01. And YouTube um, uh, at YouTube.com slash James Andrew Cox 1. I will tell you all, though, that we do have a When Words Fail Music Speaks uh, YouTube channel. But yeah. in order to get an actual URL, I need a lot of people. Well, we need you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel because after 100 um, uh, subscribes, we can finally get that uh, YouTube.com slash whatever we, we need on it. Yeah. So, Please subscribe to that, to that channel, and I will talk Mr. Brosley into making a video of his whatever <laughs> music-related, and we will get him up there since I don't think anybody has seen your face. Oh, So you're kind of like, well they, well, they can if you go to OneWordsFilmMusicSpeaks.com and then go to the About Us. You will finally yeah. be able to see Mr. Brosley's face. You can see me staring awkwardly into the camera as I play drums. Right. Um, I'm really good at that. When they record me at church, I tend to find a way to look at the camera by accident, and it well, always shows up. Well, see, the camera's right there, so how can you not look at it? How right? can I not? They had to put it behind me, man. Yes. They, had to, they had to put the camera behind me so I wouldn't do it. Right, right. So until next time, I've been James Cox. He's been Brosley. Thank you all for listening, and stay tuned for more good to come. See you later. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.